you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome in to another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. We've got a uh, special guest coming up at 340 today on RCST. We're going to be joined by one Jeff Boshi, former KU sharpshooter, now the head coach at Pitt State. So that'll be fun. We'll catch up with him, see where uh, the exhibition game is going, but also get some uh, past stories and, and memories with Jeff as well. We've also got a KU mailbag. If you want to get any questions in, we're doing a ticket giveaway as part of that. The best question is getting a pair of tickets to that game between KU and Pitt State tomorrow, which you can hear right here on KLWN at 7 pregame at 5.30. we got plenty more action coming on today's show. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. The KU line remains at Kansas plus 2. You can get them at plus 105 Moneyline. The over-under for the team over-under in points for Kansas... Would you like to take a guess at what it is? 23. Okay, so you're definitely going under. It is 31 and a half. Oh. Okay. So are you taking the under? <laughs> uh I mean, I don't I don't know. Maybe I am. Yes. <laughs> you hate taking unders, but I, I just, just backed you into a corner there. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code KLWN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code KLWN. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 21 and older, physically present in Kansas. Bonus issued is free bets, one boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. There is big news today, and it uh, relates to KU. Some might say huge news. Yes, I would say. KU has self-imposed some punishments to themselves for the uh, case that's currently still in the NCAA IARP. And we're still waiting something to happen. We're still waiting the decision dating back to 2017. It's been five years. And by the end of this year, it'll be six years. Uh, Anyway, this was the release from KU. The University of Kansas informed the NCAA's IRP, the Independent Resolution Panel, last week that it was self-imposing several sanctions in response to its ongoing basketball case, which originally originated in 2017. The sanctions include a four-game suspension for head coach Bill Self and assistant Curtis Townsend to be served during the first four regular season games of the 2022-23 to season. Now, uh, Bill Self and Curtis Townsend will be there coaching for the exhibition game on Thursday, and then they'll miss the first four games. That includes, most notably, the Duke game. I do think uh, 
I mean, the other three games, you, you should win them. I love that they're coming back for the Bahamas trip. Like, that's great. Um, yeah, they're the, they're the three opponents are Omaha, North Dakota State, and Southern Utah. Yeah. And now, even if you lose to Duke, like, you can easily, like, if we get to March, and let's say Duke is, like, the, Duke <laughs> and Kansas are fighting for, like, the fourth one seed or something, and like, well, Duke beat Kansas. And like, yeah, but Bill Self didn't play, or, or didn't coach in the game. So, does it really count? Um, the second part, the absence of Self and Townsend from all off-campus recruiting-related activities for four months, April through July of 2022. So, that was already taken. If you remember, there was the report that came out about them not being at some of the different uh, off-season like circuits with the AAU teams and stuff. Yeah. And that was kind of part of this. The reduction of four official visits during this academic year and in 2023 to 2024. The reduction of three total scholarships in men's basketball to be distributed over the next three years. So, you know, you're not going to lose your scholarship number this year. You're not going to boot a kid off the team. I'd imagine you'll lose one maybe next year and then maybe two years from now you'll lose maybe two that next year. I don't know how that'll work out. Uh, the implementation of a six-week ban on recruiting communications, a six-week ban on unofficial visits, and a 13-day reduction in the number of permissible recruiting days during the 2022-23 to 23 calendar year, and no official visits for 2022 late night in the fog. It is kind of funny, though, that KU already has three commits for the class of 2023. Yeah, I was about to say, like, some of that stuff towards the end, the recruiting-related stuff, like, We've heard from Coach Bill Self. He he has literally stated mm-hmm. we already got all of our guys for this recruiting cycle. <laughs> so I don't. So this uh, some of that stuff towards the end. It's like okay, yeah, good job. Well, that's the question. If the NCAA or the IARP sees it that way as well, uh, here's some quotes. Chancellor Douglas Gerard. Throughout this process, we have had ongoing conversations with all the involved parties. We believe the actions we are announcing today move us closer to resolving this matter. Keep note of that part. We look forward to commenting further when this process is fully resolved. Until then, I want to reiterate our unwavering support of Coach Self and our men's basketball program. Here's Travis Goff, Kansas Athletic Director. And again, keep note of this first part. We are hopeful these difficult self-imposed sanctions will assist in bringing the case to a conclusion. He adds, until then, we'll continue to focus on supporting our outstanding men's basketball student-athletes and coaches. Assistant coach Norm Roberts will serve as interim head coach during the first four games. Per confidentiality guidelines related to infraction cases, we are unable to comment in depth until there's full resolution of this matter. And uh, Coach Townsend and I accept, this is from Bill Self, Coach Townsend and I accept and support KU's decision to self-impose these sanctions. We are in good hands with Coach Roberts, and I'm confident that he will do a great job on the bench leading our team. I'm proud of the way our guys have handled this situation, and I look forward to returning to the bench for our game against NC State. So first things first, this is certainly a different tune than what KU has gone with over these past four years or so. Um, the fact that you were fighting tooth and nail against the NCAA, not relenting anything, not giving anything up. And now you have kind of gone into, hey, let's just get this thing over with. Here's some punishments against us. Maybe this lessens the punishment you give us, and maybe this speeds up the timeline. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. I mean, you, you just listed off the, the things that they did. Like, come on, really? Like, half of those don't even matter because it's already like like we said they already got their recruits late night in the fog's already passed what, what the the four game suspension okay you're going to miss duke and then three other games where you're going to win by 100 points each i mean it just doesn't uh, this doesn't do anything for me 
Well, the question that I have here is how is the NCAA going to view this? To your point, are they going to view it how you just said, where it's like, you know, that's a lot of small stuff. Like the, the scholarship loss, sure, that could be something uh, on the bigger end of things. But we've seen Kansas in years past maybe only have 12 scholarship players anyway, uh, which maybe has led to some depth issues at certain points in those seasons. Um, but what if the NCAA views this as you have fought us all along the way? You're taking some consequences now. We're not going to view it as, hey, we should lessen what punishment we should give you because you've already taken some punishment. Or we're not going to view it as, hey, we better get a decision out here because you're starting to take uh, accountability. We're going to view it as you're basically admitting fault. I, I I don't know if that's how they'll see it. And, and it is with the IARP, which is supposed to be independent of the NCAA. But it's still a committee and an organization that was put together by the NCAA. That would be my one worry here, that they would view it as, okay, you're admitting halt or you're admitting fault. Like now let's go after you. Well, the good news is that the NCAA is a bunch of clowns. <laughs> so I don't suspect that they're going to be able to do anything mm -hmm. to get out of their own way to, to resolve this any quicker than what they were already doing. I mean, we're talking about stuff that happened five years ago. So I, I don't know. I mean, but, uh, but again, the IARP, it's, it's dissolving. It's going away, right? So here is this lame duck organization that's going to issue what? What are they going to do? What? I mean, seriously, like, like it's the whole thing is ridiculous. And uh, I understand, I guess, on one hand, KU like trying to get out in front of it a little bit and trying to, you know, do whatever, right? And it's like, okay, sure, fine, whatever. I, I, I just, I don't think there's some NCAA clown show executives sitting in their offices thinking. Oh wow! Look at Kansas. They did these self-imposed things. They must be, uh, you know. Oh, now we're gonna really, really lessen. I just, I just don't think it changes anything. Yeah, I, I really don't. I mean, and and for KU, like, on one hand, it could be like, well, if it if it doesn't change anything, then why is KU going through these hoops and you know all this stuff if it's not gonna change anything? Well, I mean, I mean, maybe they obviously think it will do something, right? Otherwise, I don't think they would have done it, right? Which I guess goes back to your point of. You've spent five years or four years, the better part of four years, like completely fighting this. You had Bill Self wearing an Adidas shirt and a gold chain at one point. You had <laughs> just ridiculous stuff, right? And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, actually we're going to you know, do this, right? So this feels like to me maybe it might be coming more from Travis Goff as the new athletic director. Like a lot of that other stuff happened obviously when he was an athletic director. So maybe he came in and, just, and was and went with Coach Self and, and maybe even brought Gerard into the conversation and said, hey – you know what, let's pivot our our sort of public strategy a little bit here to where we do try to make it look like we are, I don't know what the right word is, like contrite a little bit, mm -hmm. I guess. So that that to me is what this seems like because otherwise I don't really see any other explanation for it because like you said, they've been fighting it for so long. So to me, this is a situation where Goff came in and was like, hey, maybe we should switch our switch up our strategy a little bit and maybe this is what they came up with or or you know maybe they got wind that there was going to be some more severe stuff coming from the NCAA and so they're trying to get out in front of it by softening it that way I don't know well I think to me this this boils down to one thing they just want a resolution here oh yes that's all this boils down to I'm just wondering if the NCAA is going to take it in, in what specific way we, we've seen in the past Certain schools who have fought tooth and nail, including Kansas against the NCAA, and it's worked out in the school's favors. We've also seen certain times where teams have basically self-imposed stuff and then gone with the NCAA, and, then and that has lessened their punishment. We've also seen times where they've self-imposed stuff like Oklahoma State. even more. Yes, yes, where they got a postseason man. So it's, it's really impossible to tell. But yeah, the whole purpose of doing all this to me is just that. It's... 
you know, it's not in the press release where they were like, you know what, we admit that we did this, this, and this wrong. Now, I guess inherently you could say if you're taking some sort of punishment, you are basically saying, well, you know, we did something wrong. But this is more about them just saying, can we speed up the process here? Like, we're going to take some punishment in our own hands because we want a damn resolution here. Like, we yep. want something to come down with this. Well, this has just lasted way too long. Yeah, and they certainly deserve that. I mean, yes. they, they deserve a resolution. Again, it's been five years. And yeah. uh, Jeff Goodman reported that the NCAA is not expecting a decision on this till the end of this season. So you're going to be looking at six years yeah. if it even comes out at the end of this season. It has been way too long. There are I mean, no think, players who are still there. I mean, think about all the negative recruiting that can be done to your school because of something like this, right? Yeah. Like, like it's it's a bit ridiculous, truly. And and again, it just circles back to the NCAA being a being a clown show. This is what they're going to do. They're going to they're going to be clowns. Yeah. So that's all this does. It, it's trying to speed up the process. And you know, long term, if this does speed up the process at all and does limit the punishment even by a little bit, it's obviously super worth it. Um, I think short term, it's not like a huge deal. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. No. I, I mean. It'll be funny on the Champions Classic broadcast because obviously it'll be you know brought up. They'll have a graphic for it. And oh, like, I'm sure yeah. it's it, going to be their. their they'll have a list of, their of top story. yes and of like what's going on and stuff. Jay Billis is going to like rip the NCAA. That's going to be a fun part of the broadcast. <laughs> for I mean, he normally rips the NCAA, so it's not like that that yeah. different. But he's going to just rip into him about how long this is taking. So that will be a uh, feature of that broadcast. But short term, yeah, KU has three commits for 2023. They already got all their guys. Bill Self said that. Mm -hmm. He has said, we have all of our Anybody commits. else you get at this point will be a late spring commit or it'll be probably like a transfer portal guy. Exactly. He, um, he has said, like, in terms of high school commits, they've got all their guys already. Yeah. And you should win at least three of the four games. You could still beat Duke with Norm Roberts. It wouldn't be oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, again, you have the built-in excuse. And uh, I, I do trust Norm Roberts in that situation fully and – it's not like Bill Self and Curtis Townsend won't be able to do anything. They're still going to be practicing with the team. They're still going or, or coaching during practice. They're still going to be helping out, I would imagine, with like game plans and, and scouting reports and whatnot. So that's I mean, like not going to be totally different. Dude, it's Omaha, North Dakota State, and Southern Utah. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. Seriously? No, I mean, so, seriously. So it's all good. There is a part of me that's like, you could view this as like this is just actually another middle finger to the NCAA like oh yeah. you're going to be suspended for Southern Utah yeah and you're going to take recruiting it's, violations when you already you have know. three commits and have your class full up see exactly that's what I'm saying <laughs> I you love know, it Southern I love Utah's it. tallest guy is 6'5 <laughs> I don't think that's true <laughs> you don't know that I think they're a D1 Southern Utah yeah I thought so maybe yeah they, yeah they have to be right I don't think KU would play a D2. It'd be an exhibition game. So, yeah, they're, they're D1 for sure. Um, so, I guess the short answer to all this is that don't be worried about the punishments that are coming down on KU. They're nothing that KU can't overcome and, and won't overcome. Uh, but as far as what this means for the NCAA, it could be a million different things. If it lessens the punishment yeah. and it keeps you from getting a postseason ban or, or if that's off the table or it even – because I think at the time, I think in, you know, when we, if you would ask in like maybe 2019, 2020, even like 2018, and you would have said, hey, you're not going to get a postseason ban. Your punishments are going to be, you're just going to have some wins vacated from 2018. You're going to have the final four vacated. You wouldn't be happy about it. And you would say, 
that's stupid and why do we vacate things you know, <laughs> that we clearly saw happen because they did happen. And I would agree with all that, but you would also say as long as we don't have a postseason ban, that's the number one most important thing. I think now because you're ahead of Kentucky in the all-time wins column, you're like, no, do not take away any of our wins right now. So anything that you can do to preserve being banned from the postseason, to preserve you having wins taken away, a Final Four taken away, anything like that, is great. If it's a longer suspension to Bill Self, and this is just one of two, if it's you know other recruiting violations or, or limits to you, that's fine. Those you can deal with, and you hope that this helps limit it in that regard. But most importantly... Kansas is hoping that it speeds up the process. Anything to spite John Calipari, I'm all in. <laughs> He's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. We're going to take a time out here. When we come back, we've got some KU football player audio with Lonnie Phelps. Jeff Boshi is going to join us in less than 20 minutes from right now. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. Depend on it. we got a very special guest joining us now, former sharpshooter for the Kansas Jayhawks uh, when he left was the all-time leader in three-point makes in Big 12 history that held for about a little over half a decade before A.J. Abrams came along so Jeff Boshi joins us he is now the head coach at Pitt State which is really cool with them coming into town to take on Kansas in their exhibition game on Thursday night pregame at 5 30 tip off at 7 o'clock you can hear it right here on KLWN so, Jeff, I guess first things first, you, you just took over Pitt State earlier this year. Uh, how has your transition gone to taking over, and, and what are you hoping that fans come away with from Thursday night's game saying about your team? Well, the transition's been going good. You know, I think anytime you have change uh, um, in your life, it's hard, and um, it's uh, something that uh, I guess the, the human body doesn't always – doesn't always like, but, uh, you know, uh, kind of got over that aspect and, and, uh, kind of started getting used to, um, being over here in Pittsburgh and then this summer moved my family over here and, and, um, got acclimated with the, with the community and, and get to know people within the community. So, you know, kids are in, in, in the school system here and, and, um, you know, we're enjoying every single second of it and, and, and work is, um, you know, there's a lot of work, uh, the first, uh, first couple months first two, three months of, of, of being here and, and being that we only brought five guys back and needed to fill a roster. So we had very few time, few, very few days off where we didn't have visits uh, throughout that entire spring and into the early summer. And, um, you know, things started to slow down and, and um, you know, finally got our team established and got them here early in August and was able, um, just wanted to get them here, you know, early, early to, to get to know each other and you know, really with 11 new guys and, and really, sixteen guys that uh, with the new coaching staff, um, you know, trying to get acclimated with another with with each other as much as we possibly could before we started to get going. But uh, you know, I think the biggest takeaway that that and I've been telling everybody this is I just want our guys to compete. You know, don't be don't back down. Um, you know, play as hard as you possibly can. And if if we do that and we compete and we do the things that we work on in practice and 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 and, and try to extend that stuff uh, offensively, defensively, I think we'll 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 be winners uh, uh, tomorrow night. So. Uh, um, not going to be one where we sit there and, and look at the score and, and uh, worry about the, the the point differential, whether if you know whether we're we're close or we're we're a ways away from from tying that thing up. But uh, just making sure that our guys are are competing and and, and trying to trying to be uh, uh, the type of team that I think we can be. Yeah, does that change at all in in a game like this that is an exhibition? The preparation for the game is it 
is there any level of scouting or whatnot, or is it more just about trying to deal with different situations and trying to get the good game reps? Well, you know, we're, we're treating it like a normal normal game. You know, we'll, we'll, we're scouting them and, um, you know, just um, you know, going through a normal scout report and video. And, you know, the only thing that's a little, little bit different is, uh, you know, instead of 6'6", six, 6'7", six, 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 we got a few 6'11s thrown in there and 6'9s and uh, some 6'8 guards and, instead of 5'10 guards. And But, uh, you know, it, it's uh, – you know, we, we try to keep it uh, somewhat similar and, you know, we'll break it down throughout the game and, and trying to win certain segments of the game and, and um, you know, four minute, you know, four minute media timeouts, see where we're at in those types of situations and, and still, you know, trying to, you know, win our, our winning stats as far as getting, getting on the floor, diving after loose basketballs, getting paint touches, uh, making the extra pass, you know, different things like that. And, you know, our guys are going to have to understand that, uh, you know, we've had two scrimmages uh, against uh, our level of competition and, and, um, you know, some of the passes that you think are open um, in the game tomorrow night, they probably won't be open just because of the length and the athleticism of some of the guys on that team. But uh, so we're going to be tough, strong with the basketball. Um, you know, we're going to have to be tough defensively. You know, we're not the tallest team uh, by any stretch. Uh, you know, there would be times where we play uh, six six and six six at the four and five. So you know, we're going to have to make sure we do our our part defensively to fight and claw and scratch and do whatever we can to to guard and and, and rebound and get it going the other way. But uh, we're going to try to stick to our, our you know our game plan as much as you know the things that we've been working on for the fifteen practices that we've had and and um, you know try to do them to the best of our ability. How would you compare and contrast your coaching style, whether it's the X's and O's or uh, just some of the things you do to your former KU coach, Roy Williams? Well, yeah, you know, when I kind of find that, you know, knew that, uh, you know, the NBA wasn't going to be a long-term career for me and, and even if I was going to make it, you know, that's when I started to really dial in probably my junior year. Uh, really dial into uh, watching him and, and watching the assistants and and kind of get an understanding about the way they run the program and you know noticing the uh, uh, you know the times that you know Coach Williams would would get up and you know as soon as practice was over he was catching a, a plane and uh, getting on that road and recruiting and and. Uh, um, you know, just the way he treated his players and, and did things, uh, uh, you know, treat him in a first class manner and, and did things in a first class manner. And, um, you know, so I, I, I you know, I, I noticed that and I observed that. And that's something I've always tried to take with me uh, um, when I've when I've been a coach um, to make sure that, uh, you know, treat treat players fairly and, and uh, be demanding uh, at the same time. But, uh, you know, as far as, you know, X's and O's and uh, philosophy. I think the the main thing is just you know we want to play an up tempo style play and and try to make sure we 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 work to create an advantage and, and get the best shot possible down the floor. Um, you know we don't do as you know the, the stuff that uh, you know we did at KU with the secondary break and and different things like that. But the, as far as like the freedom of play, the way coach gave us a ton of freedom. Um, you know, especially my senior year, the way we we ran the floor and we shot a ton of threes. But uh, you know we shot them at a high percentage and um, we played very unselfishly. Uh, we rebounded the heck out of the basketball and we were tough defensively. So you know. Uh, I think those are kind of like the main the main keys that uh, you know I took from him. So you're taking on Kansas Thursday night again, seven o'clock tip off for Pitt State and Kansas in this exhibition game. What sticks out to you uh, about this Jayhawk team? Well, I, I think just the, the the physical nature of them. You know, you're looking at the you know, unfortunately didn't get get to play against Cam with with his injury, but uh, you know the. the 
the the size of of the guys down low, the the, the new freshmen and, and Clemens, and you know you look at Grady Dick playing the three at six eight, and and the McClure from Texas Tech at six 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 seven, whatever he is, and just the size that they have on the perimeter. Um, you know, I watched a little bit of their Illinois scrimmage, and I think one thing you always get with Coach Self's teams are just the toughness factor of it, and how physical they are on the defensive end of the floor. Um, you know, I think uh, one of our emphasis in the practices has just been defensive transition. We've been working on it a ton, but, uh, you know, we're going to have to shift down a gear and, and get back in transition against this team right here because they really like to push the basketball and, and uh, shoot a lot of threes. So, um, you know, we have to try to be as disruptive as we possibly can. And, and um, um, you know, I think their, their size is something that will really bother us. And obviously just the, the play of, of Harris, you know, he's so good with the basketball in his hands that he just makes everybody so much better. So really trying to contain him in, in penetration and ball screen situations. We mentioned Cam Martin, and yeah, the shoulder injury will, will keep him sidelined for this one, but you obviously got to coach him at Missouri Southern State. What can you say about his game and, and how he can help Kansas this season? Well, first off, yeah, I mean, just, he's a great kid, um, you know, and, and I've talked to him, you know, I talked to him quite a bit here and there with, with text messages and, and just trying to check in, see how, see how he's doing, and, you know, he he had felt like going, you know, before this injury, he felt like going into it, he, he was playing playing well and, and uh, doing some really good things and, and and really trying to just understand and get, get to the point where he, he was playing the way coaches wanted him to play, being a great ball mover, being great in ball screen defense, you know, via the ability and the chance to shoot a wide open three, um, you know, shooting that thing and, and pounding the basketball inside and being a being a force inside. But you know, you know, watching him in the Illinois game, I thought he did some. I thought he did some good things. You know, they, they played a ton of ton of the bigs, a ton of players. And uh, but when he was in there, I thought he, he was. I thought he was really good. So you know, hopefully his, his shoulder heals uh, pretty quick and he gets uh, he gets over that thing and and uh, you know gets back into that rotation. I know it's going to be late in that rotation. So, you know, finding a way to, to creep back into into that for for Coach Self would be huge for him. But uh, yeah, I think he can. I think he can pose a problem. I mean, he's. Um, I don't think many people right now, KU fans, have much confidence in the in the post players from from what you read on Facebook and Twitter and different social media sites. But uh, you know, I think he can definitely be a solid big and a solid piece of that team. We're talking with Jeff Boshi, the head coach for the Pitt State Gorillas, here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk and KLWN. All right, I got some fun ones to finish things off for you. If you could have played with any other KU player across history, so it could be somebody who played after you, could have been somebody who played recently, uh, could have been somebody who played before you, who you didn't get to cross paths with during your time, who would you pick? Well, you know, I would have crossed paths with him if, uh, if you'd have stayed for a senior year, but uh, I really wish I would have got to play with Paul, uh, Paul Pierce. He was, uh, he would have been a senior in my freshman year, and he decided to forego the uh, forego to the NBA for his last season. But, uh, you know, from what I saw when I was a senior in high school, watching the, how, how he dominated the game and uh, for the Jayhawks there that his junior year, I wish, really wish I would have been able to uh, play with him. And, you know, we probably would have made it a little bit further than what we did if he was on our team, too. Uh, what would you deem to be your best or, or maybe even favorite game in, in your time at KU where maybe you felt most locked in or, or most like you were in the zone? Uh, you know, honestly, I, my favorite game would probably have to be my, my senior night, um, just at K, uh, in Allen Fieldhouse. Um, uh, kind of the way it went down, I, I had a I had a pretty good game. We beat Kansas State pretty good, and you know I can remember uh, uh, former assistant of ours, Coach uh, Neil Doherty, who's 
uh, has, has passed away, but he was one of my favorite favorite coaches of all time. But he looked over at me towards the end of the game. He said, hey, make sure you get a shot up because uh, you're about to come up. So we ran a little inbounds play, and I broke off the play, and I shot about a 30-footer from for a three-pointer, and I made it, and that was my last shot in the outfield house. Uh, you know, so that was, that, that's something that always uh, sticks with me, and that's a pretty, uh, pretty special moment for me. That's awesome. What what was your your furthest range? And do you think if if you would have came up around today's day and age with you know kind of the Steph Curry era of players shooting from deeper distances and open up the spacing and everything, do you think you would have been taking a lot more of of those deeper threes? Yeah, you know, people ask me, you know, do you think you should still have the the three point record since you're only shooting from the old old college line? But uh, <laughs> you know, I've, I've said if you ever if you ever watched the film of me, I don't think I ever shot one right on the right on the right on the line. So, um, you know, I think our team this our senior year was was, was it kind of resembled the way that the game is played um, this year. You know, or not this year, but now uh, nowadays and age with, you know, a bunch of guys around the perimeter that can shoot it. You know, we had Kirk and Nick, or excuse me, Nick and uh, Drew who could step out and hit the three from, from the perimeter. And, you know, we really pounded the basketball inside. But at the same time, you know, we shot a ton of threes, and we shot a lot of them in transition, which at that time you really didn't – that probably wasn't considered a, a great shot, you know, shooting a basketball, uh, you know, within six to eight seconds of the shot clock and, and, and shooting a three in transition. But, you know, we did that, and we did it at a at a high clip. You know, if, uh, a, a few years back, I went back and kind of looked at our, our stats and, and was astonished by how, you know, our percentages that we shot from the three-point line, especially in conference play, um, over my senior year. So, yeah, I definitely – I probably would have uh, – uh, maybe been a little bit more of a factor um, in today's game, today's day and age, and probably shot a little bit more. But uh, um, you know, we, we we played a fun style of basketball, and and one uh, change it for the world. Do you have a favorite or or a funniest off the court story from your time with teammates, or, or just in your time at KU? Uh, I mean. There's there's a lot of them. I mean, I guess the the ones that kind of stick out to me are just kind of the the funny uh, mannerisms of Coach Williams. And <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen him in a locker room trying to fight trying to fight Lester Earl after a game and <laughs> trying to fight all trying to fight all of us because we weren't playing very hard. He thought we were soft. Uh, I've seen him get mad at, at uh, a player for the, the whole monkey story where he you know, brought the monkey to San Antonio and got the monkey off his back to make the sweet 16 and, <laughs> and a pregame meal. One of the players accidentally threw the, the monkey into the pan of lasagna and he flipped out on, he flipped out on him pretty good. <laughs> so he's, uh, you know, he was, he was, uh, he was a great dude, but he, he pressed the wrong button and he could flip out on you pretty quick. I, uh, this one, I, I know my, my previous co-host, uh, a couple of years ago, we did a list of, uh, the greatest, I think, KU basketball players to wear an undershirt underneath, and and I don't know. You might have came in at number one. You you were certainly near the top of the list. Did did the undershirt, the white t shirt underneath the jersey, did that give you extra powers? You know, it, it's funny you ask that because it actually just came up like literally two days ago in practice. One of our <laughs> players, one of our players, was watching some highlights of of me my senior year, and he asked he asked how big he was, how big was that. Uh, uh, how big was that T-shirt that you wore underneath your underneath your jersey? Uh, and I believe back well back in the day, 
Baggy was baggy. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, you know, I remember wearing. I remember wearing double XL travel gear and, and double X shirt, double XL shirts. And um, so I believe it was. I believe it was double XL. But the reason I wore it was because I it felt like it got me like warm. I, I felt mm. uh, just got warmer faster. And um, you know, the, the ironic thing is, my last game in Final Four against uh, against Maryland. They uh, tried to change our luck there at halftime. I took the thing off, and you know we ended up. Uh, Ended up getting beat, but uh, you know that was really no secret to it. It's just like I, I just felt uh, like my body warmed up a little bit quicker, and that was that was really about it. Uh, if you had to run out there and play in the game tomorrow night, how many points could you still get? Is the is the three point shot still good? Are they gonna? Are, is everybody guarding me, or am I <laughs> standing in the corner by myself? <laughs> uh, let's just, hypothetically, you're coaching yourself, so you can draw up whatever you need to. <laughs> I don't think I can get open. I got a, I got a, I got a, uh, I got a fake hip and had hip surgery a couple of years ago. So I, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get by anybody, and I don't think I'm gonna be able to jump to get a shot off. So um, I don't think I'm gonna get any points off of these guys. Well, Jeff, I appreciate the time, and uh, good luck tomorrow night. Good luck on the season in store for you. Appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me. That was Jeff Boshi, former KU men's basketball sharpshooter. Uh, one of the best three-point shooters, maybe the best in KU basketball history, and also now the head coach of the Pittsburgh State Gorillas, who are going to be taking on Kansas in their exhibition game tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Pre-game starts at 5.30 right here on your original home for the Jayhawks, FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. One hour down, two to go. We've got our KU mailbag coming up next, and we've got some audio to get to you later in the show. But if you want to get any last-second questions in, now's your chance for the KU Mailbag. We're picking the best question is going to get two tickets to that game with KU Pitt State. That coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depending on it. Four o'clock hour and some interesting news before we get into our KU mailbag here with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. How about this? This is from Pete Thamel of ESPN. Sources, Gonzaga Athletic Director Chris Standiford met with Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark in person in Texas last week about Gonzaga potentially joining the Big 12. Does Gonzaga even have a football team? No, they do not. Uh, Actually... I don't know. They might have like an FCS team. I don't think what? they do. I don't think they do. I'm pretty sure they don't. Well, then how are they going to join the Big 12? Well, they would just join it for basketball. Like well, this that's... is, it's no different than like Notre Dame who joins the ACC in yeah, basketball but... and like their other sports. Okay. You don't like this? I guess. I'm all about this. I think this would be big time. <clears throat> um, Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. I mean, Gonzaga, you would think. I mean, especially given the Pac-12 situation, you'd think the Pac-12 would want Gonzaga to try to join 100%. That. But don't you view this as like, that's part of why this is super interesting too. It's that if if the Pac-12 and Big 12 are in such competition, beat the Pac-12 to some of their, their targets. You know what I mean? Well, the Pac-12, they just, they don't, I don't, I'm not convinced they do anything at their offices. <laughs> like, what do they do all day? I don't know. Like, like seriously, what do they, what do they do? I don't know. They complain about the Big Twelve, and they just people... yeah, they just sit around. They complain about how their conference sucks, and everybody everybody their conference is great. And okay, do something about it. Yeah, I mean that would that would be a big blow to the Pac twelve to not get Gonzaga, and it would also add to the. And I know I understand the realignment stuff. It's mostly about football, but the Big Twelve is already the best conference in basketball. You add Gonzaga too, 
Yeah. You're going back to like the seriously, you like are getting back to like the Big East days, yeah. honestly. Yeah. When you're already adding, I mean, the Big Twelve upgraded in basketball probably by losing Texas and OU to gain Houston, Houston Cincinnati, Houston. UCF, yeah. and BYU. I mean, I guess, Houston's a top five yeah. team. Yeah, if Chris Cincinnati Beard has pretty good. Yeah, if Chris Beard has Texas as like a top ten team every year, then maybe not. But um, you had Gonzaga too, like, and the part about going national, like there you hit up there. And what if that allows Oregon to be like Oregon and Washington to be like, you know what? We'd have a travel partner. Maybe that's more interesting for us, or or get some of the more the the Pac-12 schools to be interested. That would be big time for the Big 12. And yes, it wouldn't add anything to football, which is the bottom line here. I don't know if Gonzaga would join for the other sports too. Like I don't know if they would join for. They would be an easy travel partner for BYU. Um, yeah. Just so, make a football team, Gonzaga. Yeah, they could. Who knows? I mean, with the money you would get to join the Big 12, Just make a team. They could, and then there's an easy win for KU every year. So it's win-win. <laughs> Okay, uh, we have our KU mailbag for today, and after we go through all these questions, we're going to pick one winner from our questions who's going to get a pair of tickets to tomorrow night's game between Kansas and Pittsburgh State for the exhibition game, pregame 5.30, tip-off at 7 o'clock right here on KLWN. The first is from Nick, not from you. This is a different Nick. Not me. There's a lot of guys named Nick out there. There are. Assuming these five are in the rotation in some capacity, Jalen Wilson, Kevin McCuller, uh, Dewan Harris, Grady Dick, and KJ Adams. And knowing that Bill Self likes to have about an eight-man rotation by the end of the season, who do you think will fill those last three spots? Okay, so number one, I think it's safe to assume that one of Zach Clements, Zuby Edgefer, Ernest Uday is one of those guys. I think it's probably safe. To, I don't know. It might be Maybe safe to assume two. Maybe two of them. I guess it okay. depends. Like, is KJ Adams going to be the center, or exactly. is KJ Adams on What's the wing? His role? Because you're going to use at least two I, centers. I think I think Bobby Pettiford is the other one, assuming he stays healthy, considering how much Bill has talked about how he likes him. And if he stays healthy, I think he's probably in there. And then that kind of leaves somebody like Joe Yesifu on the outside a little bit. Uh, but, but yeah, I think it's got to be – you've got to have Zach Clements, Ernest Uday, and Zuby Edgefer, like, like you said, maybe two of those guys, two of those three. And then I think assuming Bobby Pettiford stays healthy, he's probably – your other guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the way to view it is if you're – because I, I do think that KJ Adams, I do think he's going to have a role in this rotation, and I, I've kind of said, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the starting five right off the bat because he's someone Bill Self trusts. I don't even know if it's a for sure thing, though, that KJ Adams will be part of this. Like, the, the first four are the guys I feel good about, but, like, you could convince yeah. me if they have two of the centers of Uday and Edgefer and Clements, and then you have – you know, one of your guards with Pettiford or Yesifu and then MJ, MJ Rice, Rice, there's yeah. eight without KJ Adams. But I do think KJ will be in there because of his defense and because of the fact that Bill Self trusts him. So, yeah, the other three, I would say uh, definitely at least one center, yep. maybe two, depending if you view KJ as a center or not. And then you're looking at if it's just one other center, you're probably looking at MJ Rice and one of Bobby Pettiford or Joe Yesifu. Yeah. Um, or I guess maybe just two of those three, because who knows, maybe Yesifu beats out MJ Rice and you play more with the two guards um, or the two centers, and then I guess you just have one of those guys. So, yeah, that would be uh, how it goes. And realistically, we know with the rotation, I think during the non-con you'll see a, a lot of nine-man rotations, maybe even a tenth guy for like a few minutes here or there. Yeah. During conference play at the beginning, you'll see it eight or nine. And the ninth guy, usually, again, it's just a few minutes. And then once we get to, like, March Madness or the Big 12 tournament, by that point in the season, it's, like, seven guys. And then the eighth guy is basically coming on if somebody gets in foul trouble or if you just need a different look for, like, five to eight minutes in a game. 
So it's it's funny because we go into every year and you have all these talented guys who have these high pedigrees from high school. They're high-end four-star recruits or they transferred in from another school and then half of them end up not playing. And that'll be the case. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even year. mention Cam Martin, who was hurt right yeah. now, but he seems like a guy who also could maybe crack the rotation. I mean, you brought him in as a D2 All-American. He's an experienced guy. He's the most experienced guy in terms of just age and whatnot of that center group. Um, yeah, I just, at this point, I'm just like, for the center group, I'm just like, I'm just going to throw numbers at it. Two of them <laughs> will play. I don't know which ones. Uh, this one from David. My question is, will the camera crews be able to avoid the Grady Dick posters and signs this year while on TV? If so, how many games until they can't avoid them any longer? Mm. So basically, what he's saying think? Grady Dick's last name is not cool, not kosher. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of offensive to, to Grady. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if, if somebody <laughs> has a sign that says, like, Dick for president, like, you can't blur that. That's just saying his name for president. But, yeah, they're, yeah. like, imagine, are there going to be people who steer into the name and have some uh, borderline signs? Probably. <laughs> but I don't know. What has, what's KU's policy been in the past with signs? I mean, do they, do they check them before when people, when students come into the games? I've never brought in a sign when I was a student or anything, but clearly there are signs that are allowed there. But yeah, you're right. There's yeah, never they, any that are. I'm sure if, if somebody holds up an inappropriate sign, they, the, they'll track them down. Yes. Somebody <laughs> will go into the stands and, and, you know, some poor worker who's like, I'm just doing this for extra money is going to have to like get in a shouting match with some fan, which is going to suck. But yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I, I don't think a I lot mean, of them will get on TV. I really don't. They're professional camera crews. This mm -hmm. is their job. Yeah. Uh, Joey, how is Grady the best actor and college basketball player in the nation? Also, uh, that commercial that we talked about, yeah. I think he was a producer of it, too. He produced it? I, I think he was like... Okay, that to me is even more impressive. I think. The acting was, was good, but like... Don't quote me on that. If, if that's true, that's very, very He like had some you know creative insight into mm -hmm. the, the creation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, those good commercial and everything like that. Uh, love the hype. Best college basketball yeah, player in the some, nation. Let's start some, with this. Uh, Let's see if he can be the best college basketball player <laughs> on Kansas. There's been some great NIL deals coming through for KU lately. And that was another good one with, with Grady. Yeah. Good commercial and everything. This one from Ty. How is KU's bigs going to How are KU's bigs going to play with not a whole lot of experience at the D1 level? I think that's the that's the golden question, right? That's the question that even Bill Self is trying to figure out right now. Probably is you've got Ernest Uday, you've got Zubi Edgefer, two freshmen who are guys that you think are going to be pretty good. You've got Zach Clements who can shoot threes. You've got Cam Martin who obviously has a lot of experience at the D two level, not so much at the D one level. And then you have like KJ Adams as like your small ball five guy, right? But I, I don't know. But I do think that with what Bill has said, it's he's definitely going to look for whichever guy asserts himself, and he's going to ride with that guy. I just keep going back to the quote from Bill where he, he basically said, oh, I'd rather have one like really good center than four or five like guys that I don't know about, right? So I think his plan is going to be figure out which one could be that guy early on and then just stick with him. Which, yeah, that may not end up being the case. It might not be possible. You know, if none of them emerge, then I guess I don't know. Yeah, this this goes one of two ways. Either nobody emerges and it's a constant carousel and different guys start throughout the year or we get kind of that carousel early. And then, yeah, one or two guys emerge and 
it kind of naturally works itself out that way. I'm kind of under the assumption that's going to happen, that maybe there will be a rotation and different guys that play through different points. I think by the time we get to February, which is probably longer than you know a lot of KU fans would want, it'll be settled in who has what role. It doesn't guarantee that there won't be a game in there where, hey, this other guy's playing better this specific game. We're going to give him more run. But who knows if that actually carries over into a drastic change kind of long term. Yeah. I think that there is a case to be made because as much as we've talked about this could be a you know problem for KU this year, this could be a, maybe a weakness of the team, there's also a case to be made that they do have a lot of talent and depth there because of the fact that there's not a lot of difference between some of the different centers. Maybe KU is able to play a style of ball where they're able to play ultra-aggressive from the center position and basically not worry about foul trouble because, hey, if you get in foul trouble, who cares? If there's no yep. separation between the first string and the third string, we'll just play the other guy, and we can play a very physical style of defense that is maybe more accustomed to what Bill Self was playing like in his time at Illinois in the Big, 12, Big Ten. Next man up. Yeah. So there's a case that that could happen. And maybe once the lights go on, a lot of these guys step up or, or maybe one steps up or maybe it just takes game reps for one of them yeah. to kind of emerge over the other. And I'm not concerned about the lack of exper D1 experience, right? Like, I don't think that's something you need to be concerned no. about. No. No, I, I, I think that... I mean, KJ Adams was in the game in the last two minutes for the National Yes. Like, I don't think the deficiencies that could plague KU at center are centered around, no pun intended there, are centered around um, them not having experience. Like, if, if Zach Clements, if that doesn't work out, it's not because he doesn't have experience. I know experience does help in a lot of ways, but, like, it's it's because he struggles defending inside or he's not strong enough. With, with uh, K.J. Adams, like, if he doesn't play a ton at the center, it's not because he doesn't have as much experience, it's because he doesn't have a back-to-basket scoring game or you don't have an offensive option with him in at the five. With uh, Ernest Duday and Zuby Edgefer, it could just be because you're too raw on offense. And I guess you could pick and choose and say some of that is because you don't have experience and you haven't been here as long to develop some of those things, with the, which is accurate. But um, I think it'll, it'll slowly work itself out as the season goes on. And if you do think these guys are talented, by the time we get to February, you should think that maybe somebody's turning the corner here. I would kind of uh, think it's akin to two seasons ago when, if you remember, David McCormick really struggled in the non-con. And then in conference only play, he was probably the best center in the Big 12. Maybe that could happen with one of the, the freshman center bigs or one of the young guys down there for KU. This one from Adam. True or false, Bill Self wins Big 12 Coach of the Year this season. I'm going to say false, and here's why. The bar for Bill Self to win Big 12 Coach of the Year is just way higher mm -hmm. than anybody else. Like, like imagine this. Like, if TCU makes a run and, like, maybe they share the Big 12 title with KU or they win it or whatever, Jamie Dixon's going to win Big 12 Coach of the Year. Right, even if they share the title with KU. Yes, because right? what we do is us as humans are just bad at predicting things. So if we pick a team to finish fourth and they finish second, and then the team who wins goes first, like the biggest, the biggest, like KU would have to go like undefeated in the conference play. Well, this is what's stupid with the Bill Self thing. So like Scott Drew has won it three straight times, which. If you I like I understand this year, you lose all those starters from the national championship season, and the year before you're the national championship coach. So those last two are totally understandable. But he wins it in 2019-20, despite Kansas breaking the Big 12 record for most wins in a Big 12 season. 
Like, why would that not happen? Um, you know, for Bill Self that season. So Bill no, it's, Self it's has incredibly stupid. I mean, he has won it a very good amount. He's won it six times. But you compare it to the amount of Big Twelve titles he had, and you would think there would maybe be a few more there. And I'm not saying it should go to the Big Twelve winner every single season because no. there should be the expectation of, hey, if you had a worse roster, if you had to deal with tough situations, that should matter. But again, to your point, it is sometimes just based on that. Now, maybe this is as good of a chance as he's had recently because of the fact that he did lose all those players. Like, that mattered for Scott Drew last year in, in yeah. winning the Big 12 Coach of the Year. So if if Kansas shares a Big 12 title this year after losing all those players, I don't think it would go to Scott Drew. I think it would go to Bill Self over Scott Drew. But to your point, if TCU finishes a game behind and they yeah, have an excellent if season. TCU or if, like, Texas Oklahoma Tech. surprises you or something. Oklahoma State. Yeah. Like, one of those guys might get it. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I, I think... The, the odds are more likely than not that he's not going to win, but that doesn't mean that I don't think he might deserve it at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess if you're saying true or false, you there's to, probably false. a greater, yeah, than 50% chance that it doesn't happen, even though there still is a likelihood it does. Because, again, Bill Self's been the coach of Kansas for, I think this is year 20. If he's won six of them, yep. that's only 33%. But also, so. that's really good. That is really good, <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, most, most guys win it like, once or twice. Yeah, and especially because he probably should have even a couple more. Okay, this one yeah. from Big Tamale. Who gets more minutes from now until yeah. the start of conference play? KJ Adams, Cam Martin, Ernest Uday, or Zach Clements? So First all the all, centers. Big Tamale. Love the name. Yeah. Didn't put Zuby Edgefer in there, though. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was intentional or not. Uh, well, Cam Martin's hurt, so I, I don't think he'll end up being able to play more minutes uh, just be, by virtue of being hurt. I, I think it's I think it's going to be KJ Adams or maybe Ernest Uday. I don't know. Uh, Zach Clements, he's kind of been flying under the radar, yeah. I feel like, in terms of the discussions around. I don't know if that's because he's not doing well or if, you know, for whatever reason, but he's kind of not re really getting a lot of run or play in terms of discussions around this. So, and then, I, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I feel like it might be KJ Adams. I'm going KJ Adams. I think the reason why is not just because I, I predicted him to be the starter off the top because of the trust level from Bill Self, but the thing that KJ Adams has above the other three candidates here, he can play other positions. Cam Martin, Ernest Duday, Zach Clements, they're only playing at the five. KJ Adams can play like the four. You could play KJ next to Cam Martin or Zach Clements because they can stretch the floor and have KJ inverted on the offensive end where he is kind of down low or, or, or not as much of the floor spacer. So... Yeah. I think KJ, because you can get him on the floor in multiple ways, is my answer here. And I also don't think that one of the centers is going to cannibalize the minutes so much early in the season. Like, even if one guy has the majority of the job, it might only be around 20 minutes per well, game. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, it could be, this might be KJ Adams, but it could be KJ Adams averaging like 16 minutes per game. Yeah. And then Uday's averaging like 14, Clemens, Clemens averaging 13, like 12. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it could be not, but not that much of a gap in terms of who's playing more. Yeah. Okay, uh, last one from Frank. How many undefeated national championship seasons would K-State have enjoyed if it weren't for improper officiating, illegal play, blue blood recruiting violations, and Weber Weber's coaching? Oh, they'd have, they'd have 100. <laughs> the limit does not exist. Have, mean girl. They'd have 1,000. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, I mean, that's good. But listen, I, I allegedly K-State had a had a good showing, and they had an exhibition last night. Or two? What's today? Today's Wednesday. Yeah, last night I think, or two Monday night. Mm, they had yeah, an I think it was last night. 
uh, against Emporia State, mm -hmm. and supposedly they looked pretty good. And you know, I mean, drone tanks coming from Baylor, like I suspect they're going to be a hard-nosed team. You know, I, I mean, I don't know that they necessarily have as much talent as other teams in the Big Twelve, but they're they're probably going to be a pretty good, pretty decent team. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so what do you want to pick for the uh, question? The the person who's going to be getting a pair of tickets to the uh, KU Pittsburgh State game tomorrow. Hmm. Well, I like Frank's question, but I don't know if we should give it to Frank. Oh, what do you think? Because Frank's question was like a, it was a facetious question. Yeah. It wasn't a real question. It wasn't a, a thought-provoking question exactly. for you. Exactly. Um, I didn't have to think very hard. So, I'm looking at uh, Adam for the Bill Self question, or Big Tamale, maybe? Yeah, I was going either Adam or Big Tamale. All right, what do you think? Uh, all right, count of three, you say who should win, and I'll say it at the same time. Ready? <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. Big Adam. Tamale. Oh! <laughs> what do we do? All right, let's do it again. Let's do it again. All right. Three, two, one. Big Tamale. Adam. Oh! <laughs> all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to flip a coin okay. right now if I even have a coin. Do you have a coin? And I don't have a coin. yes, I do have a coin. Oh, I nice. Have, I have a quarter. If okay, it's heads, here we go. Adam wins. If it's tails, Big Tamale wins. I will wins. be the independent uh, okay. mediator here. Should I catch here? and flip or just catch? You should catch. Okay. No, uh, well, I don't know. Whatever you think. Okay. <laughs> so indecisive. It's in the air. I it's caught. caught. He I flipped. flipped. It is tails. Who, who did we say that I was? I don't even remember who oh I gave tails to. Gosh. I think it was Big Tamale. Big okay. Tamale, congratulations. <laughs> You're getting a pair of tickets to KU and Pittsburgh State. Uh, tomorrow, we will uh, hit you up on social media and see if you can come pick up the tickets later today or tomorrow. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk. That is our KU Mailbag here on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. All right, we got a uh, short kind of special edition of Hey, What's Going On Over There with Stanford University. Because the Stanford tree has been suspended. What? Yeah. The Stanford tree. Uh, they decided to suspend the tree for walking out onto the field last game with a sign reading, Stanford hates fun. <laughs> it doesn't seem like that bad to get suspended for. Well, I mean, I guess. But you are you're, a university. You're representing yes. university. Right? So you can't do that. But, uh, yeah, that that is pretty hilarious. So uh, I, I'm confused by this. When I first read this, so the – the Stanford Tree Twitter account released like a, yeah. I guess, I guess a, a statement essentially. But is it so? I don't understand. Is the tree banned from football games? Is it banned from all sporting events? Or yeah, what's I, the deal. I don't know, or if it's just the student itself inside the tree is banned. Oh, and they're gonna have someone else. Oh, oh, I thought they like actually banned their own mascot. I don't know. That's how I read it. But what if nobody else is trained to be the mascot? That's what I'm saying. So they ban their own mascot. And yes, hypothetically. Well, I mean, nobody's been going to the Stanford listen, games anyway. Stanford does hate fun. I, well, I there's stand a background with on the this. Stanford tree. There's a background on this. So this is where we get into the, hey, what's going on over there? Um, on the first day, this is from the Stanford Daily, which is the uh, like Stanford newspaper. Basically, there were... A bunch of on the first Friday of the academic year, a group of students were wandering through campus. They took turns climbing lamp posts and pushed shopping carts filled with beer through the main quad. One of them wore a shirt that said Stanford hates fun. Okay. And that was kind of the start. So these were students not dressed up as the tree. Yes, because it was um, 
there were unclear instructions from the university administrators forcing one of the fraternities to postpone its annual Euro trash event, which is typically the first all-campus party of the year. So in a normal year, one single oh. party postponement. So this isn't even related to how bad their football team is? No. Oh. No. That's what I thought. Uh, no. Oh. No, honestly, that was a terrible place to protest. I thought, there was like nobody at that game. I thought that they suspended him because the football team sucks. Mm-mm. So he went out and was like, man, our football team sucks and we hate nope. fun. So Nope. So wow. uh, they postponed the party, but this wasn't just like a first time thing where it's just like, hey, this was a basically there had been more than a dozen um, or, or a bunch of different parties that had been postponed and the university uh, says that it maintained, uh, you know, certain levels of uh, needed amounts that they worked with different students and organizations. Wait, how does the university have the power to postpone parties? Well, here's why. Because of the widespread they had pandemic restrictions and so they continue to have like these pandemic restrictions even after the pandemic that is limiting a lot of these parties and so there were just and basically whether it's that or other things they're being more harsh on what they can and can't restrict now obviously they can't restrict somebody from throwing like a house party right but a lot of these fraternity and sorority parties are like school registered in a certain way to where they might have like some security guy there and they can like shut it down basically, or they can like make sure there's not like a, a health thing that happens. Like Dude, that sucks. It happens at Kansas too. Like every school has certain oh, yeah. fraternity yeah. sanctioned parties. <clears throat> there were just 45 parties registered on campus during the first four weeks of the fall quarter compared with 158 in the same period in 2019. And uh, student concerns, you had the Stanford Hates Fun with the uh, reunion homecoming going on. So Stanford students are just mad that they can't party. Yes, they can't party. And this is like you're having students who are just like being rebellious in certain ways. These are kids, they're climbing like poles, which is going on the rise. Like kids are just surrounding light posts and just climbing up them. Um, (laughs) What? This is from the article. It says, Freshmen this year describe wandering campus Friday and Saturday nights in search of an open party or even trekking to San Jose State University in search of social engagement, where music and loud laughter once were prevalent, weekends are often much quieter. Moritz Steven, class of 2024 president of Sigma Nu Fraternity, said communication with the administration about hosting social events for non-members broke down in the months leading up to the new school year. There was no guidance to any organization's about what the rules were going to be for this quarter until the Friday of the first week of classes, which is crazy. They added that uh, in addition to the lack of communication, the administration's policies on social life and the resulting lack of options have led the existing parties to be dangerously overcrowded. When you do host parties, there are just way too many people. Last year, there were a couple where 600 to 800 were trying to storm into the house, breaking through windows, (laughs) physically and verbally assaulting members, doing door security. And we just had to call the police on ourselves to get everything (laughs) cleared out. This is unbelievable. It's like like the zombie apocalypse, except it's like, let us party. (laughs) Let us party. This isn't like, this isn't, I don't know, 
community college of the <laughs> let's try to get a degree, but also just mess around the whole time. This is Stanford. <laughs> Students interviewed said discontent about campus social life has been on the rise since last winter, but discourse was kicked into high gear in the spring when San Francisco magazine Palladium published an article called Stanford's War on Social Life. Wow. A derivative of the article's title, The War on Fun, was a term used by multiple students to refer to the university's approach to social events. Though the article drew some criticism for its portrayal of Greek life as an innocent actor in the university's alleged war on fun, the article also galvanized outrage over the steady decline of spontaneity. The piece was followed by other student article in campus publications, including an op-ed earlier this month in the Stanford Review titled, Take Stanford Back, a Call to Revitalize Fun. <laughs> it's like it's like the That's Hunger crazy. Games, but with yeah, like... What? Yeah, what? And, and to think, I thought this all stemmed from football. Because he went on the football field yes. to protest. So that's what I thought. It's just I thought so it was, funny. I thought they were protesting how bad their football team is. This almost seems like a South Park episode because it's like, it's like these people who are getting super upset and there's this war over something that's really not like that big of a deal, but it's like causing all sorts of like <laughs> Armin well, Sharma. Hey, they should just go to K they should just go to Stanford football games. <laughs> yeah. You can party, party there. there right? Yeah, you can party at the Stanford football game. There's Armin nobody Sh there. Armin Sharma, twenty twenty four class, author of the review op ed, said he wrote his piece in response to dead silent bike rides home on weekend nights. He said his <laughs> friends and this is like so over dramatized. He said his friends in the Kappa Alpha fraternity told him about the bureaucratic nightmare that they had to go through to get parties approved. And I was like, this doesn't really make sense for a college campus, one like this in particular that has been known as America's dream school for a very long time. Dude, I, just I, are a lot okay. of kids going to Stanford? Just have to like your party? own. Just have your own parties, man. Like uh, just, just throw a house just party. Buck, buck right? the establishment, and just don't tell anybody, and just have your own party. I mean, it's not that hard. One voluntary I mean, student dude, organization leader. It's not rocket scientists. These these people are training. These kids are going to school there yes. to become rocket scientists. Yeah, I know. This is not rocket science. <laughs> no, but that's to them it is. Rocket science is day to day. Throwing a party. That is rocket science for them. That's out of the ordinary. One voluntary student organization leader who requested anonymity. So I'm just imagining they're going to be like a documentary on this, and there's going to be kids with like the like blacked the black out screen. Yeah, it's like, like well, we well, couldn't well, go well, to our, yeah. we couldn't go to this house party. <laughs> because of uh, the group's funding is supplied by the office they criticized, said, you feel like you're being audited by the IRS to get boba for people. At Stanford parties, you're getting like boba tea? What's going well, on dude, here? Who wants to go to that party? Mm. Wow. That's bad. So anyway, the, the story goes on and on and on. You can find it in the Stanford <laughs> Daily. Just basically ragging on Stanford and them not basically doing enough to get the parties out there for, for the school. And now okay, it's leading it's into Stanford's athletics. Stanford's responsibility to make parties. I hope that a player scores a touchdown this week for Stanford and he does the, remember, was Stevie or Steven Johnson, the receiver for the Bills, oh. who pulled up the Why So Serious shirt. He does that, but he says Stanford, Stanford hates fun. fun. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow, so incredible. that is what's going on over there with uh, Stanford and the Stanford tree being Man. suspended. Okay, so Stanford, you're not invited to the Big 12. Sorry. Mm -hmm. He is uh, Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Uh, fun these, these is allowed the people in we're the Big trusting 12. to lead to lead our country in the future, Derek. <laughs> they can't even figure out how to throw a party. We got some. And they uh, want boba? What? Brian Borland audio coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Florida Man Mad Libs as well. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. Depend on it.
Welcome back in to Rock Chalk Sports Talk here on KLWN. Derek Johnson with Nick Springer. And as is tradition, we welcome in Sam Speck to the KLWN studio for our Florida Man Mad Libs. That's right. Final week of the regular season, boys. It all encompasses to the next week and an abysmal performance last week, by the way. Mm. You tied with just two points each, which means we're still five and five and one, but Derek with a two point aggregate point lead. Yeah, we, we were horrible last week. It was, uh, that was pretty rough. It was a tough um, week. So we'll, we'll hope for a good turnaround this week, or at least a more exciting, a better scoring week. Uh, I don't have a favorite headline of the week. However, I found a website that compiled the top 10 words found in headlines that start with Florida Man, and here's the 10. Number one, and by massive numbers, I mean 70%, uh, starts with arrest. Arrest, <laughs> say, steal, try, use, call, kill, shoot, eats and or eaten, and then break. That's your uh, <laughs> yeah. rounding out the top. Checks out. Yep. Not Sounds surprised that arrest is at the top. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's everything else is in the thirty <laughs> percent. Arrest is beyond the top there. All right. Let's get to the first one here. And if you're new to the game, round number one, there is just one redacted word, and it is worth one point. Okay. Florida woman arrested for allegedly spitting and blanking in a store's ice cream. Oh. Okay. Yes. So, Florida man. Uh, excuse me. Florida woman arrested for allegedly spitting. And either sneezing, peeing, or coughing into a store's ice cream. Hmm. I think it's, it's either. What are the options? Uh, sneezing, coughing, sneezing, peeing, and coughing. Okay, I feel like it's either sneeze or pee. Because coughing doesn't really do. I mean, less. I mean, I guess. I guess it could be like a COVID thing. I was gonna say it could have been circa 2020. Like that would have not been good. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when that was the people are like licking the the tops of ice cream, <laughs> and I think so somebody stupid. legitimately went to jail for that. For like, yeah. I don't think it was like super long, but. <clears throat> um, so this is a store. This isn't an ice cream store, right? It's like it's so a, store. Just a grocery store. Yeah, it's a grocery store, but just they do store. have a self-serve like thing, a, so you can like have self-serve. Oh, yeah. okay. So you scoop your own. I'm gonna go with. Pint. I'm gonna go with s- sneezing. All right, Nick locking in with sneezing here again. Sneezing, coughing, or peeing. What are you feeling, Derek? You know, what? I'm just gonna go for the. Uh, the Hail Mary here. I'll, I'll go with peeing. Okay. Florida woman arrested for allegedly spitting and peeing oh. in a store's ice cream. <laughs> it's just uh, unbelievable. Yeah. It's, uh, people are the worst. <laughs> one so point, bad. I, I, I try to see the best in people, but it's hard. Come to, on. This segment will make you not see the best. <laughs> I tell you what, I get spun down a weird rabbit hole sometimes. Yeah. All right. Here's one from a, a sports story, actually. So. Um, again, rounds two, three, and four are all worth either three points potentially, but they have two redacted words. So a Florida man lived in a Tampa area stadium's blank for blank, and the second blank is a duration. We'll get to that in a minute. Before he was arrested. So a Florida man lived in a Tampa area stadium's bathroom, the luxury box, or a utility closet for blank before being arrested. Mm, so what was the easiest to access? I mean, how yeah, like the luxury it? box you'd get caught. Because somebody's bad. Like, what if it? Well, no. What if it was like? Uh, what if it was like the off season for football, right? And he's there from, you know, February it's to true. like over the summer, right? Nobody would. Nobody would probably really find him then, right? Yeah, just hiding yeah. Raymond James or something like it was. That's what I'm saying. James, That's what I'm but. saying. You know, any just you know, this guy is you know maybe he's homeless or whatever. He's down on his luck and he's like, you know, there's a there's a there's a high school football stadium over there that's completely unused for <laughs> nine months out of the year. I'm gonna go live there. That's safe. But I don't think it's a high school. If it's a luxury box, that's like a suite. Well, okay, but, I mean, you could look at the other answers. You could bathroom or – I'm not saying it was – Bathroom is the most feasible, I feel like. The bathroom just happened to be open. What was, yeah. that? What was the other no, one? Bathroom, utility closet. Bathroom, like a bathroom closet. get caught, too. 
the one that you're least likely to get it caught in, it's I utility. think, is the utility closet. I think I agree with you there. All right, so, so it's just a question of, we don't know. I mean, obviously, we don't know the duration. We're going right. to have to figure that part out. So luxury box, bathroom, or utility closet? I'm going to go with utility closet. Okay, utility closet for Nick. I am going to go with luxury box. Step it out with luxury box. All right. There we go. A Florida man lived in a Tampa area stadium's either luxury box, bathroom, or utility closet for either two weeks, four days, or one month before being arrested. See, Hmm. he didn't get, he didn't, this wasn't very long that he was in there. I mean, a month without being noticed, that's that's a, that's a, that's a good free month of rent right there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, two weeks, um, four days, or one month. I'm going to go with the month on the theory that the utility closet is It's most likely that he's not going to be found. So I think that would make the most sense with my first part of my answer. to get that long. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the month. All right, Nick, lock it in with one month. Two weeks, four days, or one month is where this chap spent his time before mm-hmm. being arrested, of course. Can't forget that term in the in the headline. That's true. Yeah, you got to rest. It's always there. I don't think it's a, a month because even though the luxury box, like, there's not actually food stocked in it. They have to do that for each game. So, like, if he's having to go in and out to get food and then come back, like, that just increases your chances of being caught. So I don't think it's going to be a month. So I'll just go with two days. All right, it's, the, it's a four days one. There was oh, two weeks, four, four days. days, or four days. Come on, Derek. So Derek going with four days. Here's what it is. Florida man lived in a Tampa area stadium's luxury box for Boom. two weeks. Ah, oh. being no, I arrested. said two. I said two. I meant weeks. No, he said four days. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you kind of got no. tied there. No, 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 I got the number. He did get the I get point, half a though. point. Yeah, he got <laughs> one point there for uh, the the um, the first man. one, the luxury box. So, Derek, up two here early on, but let's get to the third round here. This one's uh, an interesting one. All right, I got to lock in here. Florida man, while on blank, so he's on doing something, mm-hmm. is okay. among 176 people arrested in a blank. So we'll get to the first On one vacation here. in a rave. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get your hopes up? <laughs> I was like, Florida man. I was going to walk out of here, yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I would have just given the week. Yeah, seriously. Florida man, while on his honeymoon, on a family vacation, or school's field trip, is among 176 individuals arrested in a blank. Vacation was one of the options. Yeah. Well, school field trip would make a lot because there's 176 arrested. Yeah. So that could make sense because that gives you a lot of numbers. Yeah. I mean, that'd have to be like a lot of the school to go on a field trip. Usually it's just like a grade or something. I don't know. Like a club. Like I guess in Florida, a lot of the school, I don't know yeah, if I this mean, is Florida or not, but yeah. Yeah. So Florida I, man, I feel like I'm feeling honeymoon. Honeymoon. All right. Nick <laughs> he's not his honeymoon. honeymoon. He's, he's had too many drinks and he finds himself somewhere. We'll get to that part. With 176 exactly. others, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I kind of like the honeymoon one too. I'm gonna yeah, go honeymoon. So. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That. Derek going with uh, both of them. So there we'll we lock go. In on the uh, the honeymoon, Florida man while as they guessed on his honeymoon is among 176 individuals arrested in a drug bust, a prostitution sting, or a beach party. Oh, dude, it's got to be prostitution sting, right? He's on his honeymoon. Like <laughs> the irony of it, right? Like you're on your honeymoon and you're looking to go get some. Like, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going prostitution thing. All the right, way. He's, he's locking in. No Nick questions. Is, Nick is locking in. I like this confidence, too. So, again, uh, among 176 arrested in either a drug bust, prostitution sting, or a beach party. So the school field trip and beach party might work, too. I mean, you never know. Yeah, There's I didn't pick the school trip. I did honeymoon as well. Yeah. Um. 
See, the, honestly, like looking back, if I would have taken school trip, I think I would do drug bust. They're like all on their buses. Oh man! And that so, like the 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 bus driver or something was like slinging dope on the side or something. <laughs> what? And and he, I don't know, maybe he hit it like underneath because they're like, oh, they'll never pull over a school bus. Like it'd be pretty genius, honestly. So no. I'm gonna kind of hedge my bet. I'm gonna go with drug bust. Okay, so Derek going okay. with drug bust. Nick going with nobody. Nobody know I picked. Nobody get any ideas from what Derek just suggested. Yeah, well, and I mean, they got those big, large cargo bays. You know what? No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll leave yeah. it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Open yeah. to the imagination. So here it is, unredacted. Florida man, while on his honeymoon, is among 176 arrested in a prostitution state. Ah, there it is. Wow. Nick with See, the I big told you, three. Man. And Derek actually did get a point in this, so you guys are yep. tied heading into this final question. It is tied. Wait, we're tied? How? Yeah, this guy. Because uh, I got, got three. I got three for getting both right. But didn't I get three the time before that? No. Mm-mm. No, because no, you, you only got, got one. You got tongue-tied because remember you uh, said I wanted yeah, two. Yeah, you thought days. you wanted the two weeks, Bummer. but you said four days. Mm, yeah. So again, tongue-tied, but we're tied at three here. I like this energy, boys. We're getting. Oh, I'm fired up. We're getting. The, we're getting I will be appealing here. if I lose. <laughs> no. All right. Here Appeal we go. denied. This one's, uh, this one's kind of ridiculous, to be honest with you. So a plane. Wait, you're still, wait. I was gonna say <laughs> this, this one, one's ridiculous. Getting numb to it. Wait. And the ice cream. I'm being. I'm getting numb to it. This is ridiculous. I am uh, I'm, yeah, oh, I'm not to these now at this point. Uh, again, a blank gets a Florida man banned from blank for life. So we'll start with the first redacted word. Um, <laughs> a lame dad joke. A t-shirt or a, his loud laugh gets a Florida man banned from blank for his life. So again, you got a couple of different options. They're all hmm. just, I mean, they don't make a whole lot of a loud so wait, laugh, you, a t-shirt. A dad joke, a t-shirt. Something. Yeah, a lame dad joke. His T-shirt or his loud laugh gets a Florida man banned from blank for life. We'll get to the second. I word am in a minute. going to go guess T-shirt here because I'm imagining it's like uh, you know maybe something maybe it could even be like a school or something or like a, some kind of event where he's wearing like a vulgar T-shirt. Yeah, and that gets him banned mm-hmm. from wearing the T-shirt. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be pretty bad, I think. I remember so, I, I had know. a friend in like eighth grade get uh, suspended. For a day or two, because he wore a shirt that said "Blow on my dice for luck" or something <laughs> <laughs> like such a. Ow. Anyway, oh um, okay, so, so either a T-shirt, his T-shirt. Reread me all the options yes. exactly as they're written. Okay, so oh my god, his T-shirt, his loud laugh, or a lame dad joke gets a Florida man banned from blank for life. A lame dad joke. Okay, so Derek going with a lame dad joke here. Okay. So we we'll get to the second one. So we get either his T-shirt, his loud laugh, or I, a lame I, dad. Joke. I'll be honest, Derek, I hate that pick. Well, okay, I just went, again, this is me doing headlines. The grammar wouldn't work. You okay. wouldn't start okay. out a headline by saying his okay. blank. Okay. So if that's how they're that's written. Fine. Here we go. And okay. I've got, I've got the the, uh, the second redacted word here for you. So, again, gets a Florida man banned from either TPC Sawgrass, a Four Seasons <laughs> Hotel, or Disney World for life. <laughs> so all three are Florida Wait, know, prominent I, what, okay. businesses here. Uh, seriously, what what is the first one? TPC Sawgrass? What is that? Is that a restaurant? It's a golf course. It's oh, like it's a, a golf course? Yeah, prestigious. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I mean, pretty much, I think it's the players that's played there every year. Yeah, TPC event, uh, golf courses are very nice. That's where oh. a lot of like the yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. golf or pro so, golf events yeah, go. Yeah, vulgar okay. t-shirt, even a loud laugh here. This could work for a golf course or, you know, even four seasons or something like or that. he you tells one of the golfers a lame dad joke <laughs> on his <laughs> back Dude, swing. you're done. You're, you're done. Well, no, See what you. if he said it on his back swing? And you're not saying. supposed to talk, you yeah. know. And that you're, could and happen. You're done. Could be, you're yeah. done. What gets you ejected from Disneyland? Uh, 
I'm, 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 Disney a World. A t-shirt would get you ejected from Disney World. Yeah, there's some a pretty, vulgar t-shirt. There's some pretty bad. I'm leaning towards Disney World. Okay, so next or TPC Sawgrass. I don't know. What was the third option? Uh, a Four Seasons Hotel. See, I don't feel like a t-shirt would get him ejected from the Four Seasons Hotel for life. Yeah, and I mean, people pack different things when they're on vacation. I mean, it and could they get be. Novelty I mean, items. from knows? the Four Seasons know. Hotel, maybe it was like he was standing in the lobby and just telling every single person that walked in the same dad joke over and over and over again. And finally, <laughs> like, enough people complain. Like, enough. Like, they're like, dude, your joke sucks. Nobody wants to hear it anymore. It was You're good banned. one time. Like You're banned. Uh, so I'm going to go with the, the headline approach since that's how I started it. I think if it was TPC Sawgrass, if they're trying to save space on the headline, they're just going to say golf course. I think if, especially because certain people wouldn't know what TPC Sawgrass is. Perfect example, I, Nick. Yeah, I, I didn't. I thought um, it was a restaurant. I think if it was... Uh, gosh, what was the third option again? Four Seasons. Uh, they would just say hotel. And then with Disneyland or Disney World, everybody knows what that is. So you can put that in the headline. So I'm going to Disney World. All right, Derek locking in at Disney World. Nick? I wanted to go to Disney Thoughts World, here. too. And I think I will. All Give right, me Disney so World also. Nick going with Disney World. Here it is. All right, tell us Before first. Is Disney World right? Yes. Since we both guessed that. Yes. Okay. Disney, okay. Disney World is, is Disney right. World. Here we Bang. go. Bang. There we right. go. Okay. All righty, gentlemen. Who is going to be either further in the lead or taking the lead heading into the final week of it? It is a lame dad joke. Gets Florida Let's Man go! banned Disney World for what? life. That's right. And I have the dad joke what? for you guys as well. Yes. Okay. Thank, thank God. I got to <laughs> yeah. hear this. Okay. How do you so get, here it is. What? This guy was very unhappy with how long his food was being uh, prepared, so he was getting very, very unhappy. And he leaned over to his brother or the uncle in the family, and he said, boy, we could have had our meth lab set up by the time we got our food out by now. And a waitress heard it, and by the time they got back to their uh, hotel room, they were promptly escorted out and uh, trespassed. And from banned? All banned from all Disney. For products. life? That's crazy. For life. Yes. What? That's just like a... That's a silly joke. Yeah, I mean, that actually just... did have a meth lab. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, that's what, probably why the yeah, police dude, were up there. Like, just oh, my gosh. But, what? Uh, a lame dad joke. Boy, wow. be careful out there, Dad. Man, I mean, be careful. Wow. Big three-point win there, so that does give Derek the six and five advantage. Next week, still within reach, yeah. so Nick could have a, a, a shot. He has to that. get me. He has to win yeah. and beat me in total points. That's correct. Yeah. That Which I'll, I'll only be so like wait, three ahead, How many I points think. am I down now? I think you're down. No, because I, I would have got you by two there because I got it perfect. Y yep, you so got, you'd be down uh, four, I think. Yep, you'll be okay. down four total That's points doable. next week. Nope, hey, doable. no pressure, no diamond. All right, final week of season one next week. Florida Man Mad Libs, thanks you so much uh, again for allowing me to participate in this fun during these weeks. So oh, thanks so much, boys. Thank you, Sam. This has been a great segment. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Even though I'm losing, that's crap, man. How do you? How does a lame dad joke get you kicked out? Of, I love it. How does a lame it. dad joke get you kicked out of Disneyland? Hey, Disney World. It's uh, it's Disney World. I always forget. Disney World is the one in Florida. Disneyland's that's the one in California. So bad. Man. I love it. That's so bad. My headline knowledge working out there. He's Nick Springer with Sam Speck. I'm Derek Johnson. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it.